Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. I don't blame a woman being unhappy when your boyfriend is playing PlayStation 5 downstairs having a wank and playing FIFA. Reach. You know what? The kids and the kitchen is yours. But they have to take a backseat in their career to support the kids. No, if they want kids, they're gonna have to. What? You complain about every little struggle you have in life when really you've seen no struggle. You've seen no struggle ever. Are you attacking me? I know what it's like to have absolutely nothing. I've been there. So I'm going to give it every fucking thing that I've got to do exactly what I want instead of being a part of a system that I don't want to be in. I'm going to risk everything. Because if I don't, all of that is a waste. I got to the point where I was about to get married. My dad was not, I wouldn't say against it initially, but my sister was like, just let him go make mistakes in it. And I pulled out the wedding like three months prior, three or four. Why? Uh, If I'm being honest, I had too much to give to earth. I was too good to be married straight away and be locked the fuck down somewhere I didn't want to be. My view of attraction has really changed. Now, it sounds weird, but now I look at mums and I think, oh fuck, that's hot. You need to have the courage to do the difficult thing and the thing that's going to create potentially a lot of struggle mentally for you to come out the other end feeling a lot better and to come out the other end being a lot happier this is like couch cast couch cast what's that (laughs) what the hell is couch cast (laughs) it's where they couch people for porn it's where they cast people for porn right okay moving on this podcast is is not about that no no (laughs) come on it's funny though all right okay anyway Dieran. What's going on? Welcome to Millennial Mind. Thank you for having me at 8am in the morning. Thank you for choosing 8am in the morning. I don't think I've ever done a podcast at 8am in the morning. It's just better getting it done early, man. I like like being productive, like first thing in the morning. I think it's really important. No, I agree. I'm an early riser anyway, but seriously, getting here in the morning, I was like, oh my God. Whereabouts do you live? Were you close to here? No, I live like an hour and a half away. Shut up. Outside of London? Uh Uh-huh. So you came here today for me? Obviously. Oh, wow. Okay. We came up for each other. Each other. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. for people who don't know who you are, yes. tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay. My name is Darren Cartel. I'm a personal trainer. I have been for the last 10 years. I'm 30 years old currently. I help people improve their lifestyle and their health with the right balance of having fun and also getting great results. That's I've the easiest seen, way. I've never seen anyone look into the camera. I didn't know where to look. I was like... No, What's happening? <laughs> obviously, because like with content, when I make a lot of videos, when I look into the camera, 
I'll make sure they know that I'm talking to them. You Got know? it. I think that small detail makes a difference. I like makes that. a little bit of impact, you know? I yeah. like that. So your personal trainer, how did you get into the fitness industry? Oh, basically I got into the fitness industry like most that didn't make it as an athlete. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I played, I played, I played football pretty much all my life. Um, I played until I was 25. I couldn't play real high level, but I was mm -hmm. playing non-league, semi-professional, part-time, getting paid, but not enough to do uh, be able to just live off football, yeah. which was the ultimate dream. Mm -hmm. But now I'm thinking about it, actually, I'm like, I'm so glad it didn't happen. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, it's weird how things play out. Like, okay. I almost feel like I care too much about that, and it didn't allow me to perform and be free as mm -hmm. a like an athlete mm -hmm. and now that's why with everything that i do now i really try not to give a fuck like i really i don't get me wrong i care enough to like have good discipline and make sure everything is done properly right because i do care but i just don't care about people's opinions because i really think that affects people a lot and have you been like that from a young age I think my my family's quite like that. My dad's very much like that. Um, okay. They're political refugees, so you know they don't care. Man. They don't, they don't care. They just invade countries. <laughs> 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 Sorry if you voted Brexit, um, <laughs> but like they just um, they're very that sort of mentality. Very loud family. So initially, I want to say I was quiet. I was always very observe observant of everything and everyone, mm -hmm. I'm just not the type of person that would walk into a room and be loud straight away. I, wow. would, I would assess the room first. I would always listen. I would always, I would play the room. I'm quite adaptable. I would like Are you like be. that now? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because when we were messaging, yeah. I felt you were going to come and you're going to be like, good morning, and like no. literally be so energetic and like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I yeah. just expected you to be louder, actually, yeah. than when I met you, because you were like, hi, good morning. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, because yeah, yeah. I was like, <gasps> were you disappointed? You <laughs> were you disappointed? No, I wasn't. Okay. But I'm just saying that I definitely understand what you're saying in terms of how you adapt, because obviously when you meet someone for the first time, you can't be like jumping up and down, you know? No, I think it's, first of all, you shut the other person down, especially mm -hmm. if you are like, if people see you as a personality and if people see you as, if you're someone that's quite confident and I believe I am, yeah. it, majority of the time it's a threat to most people. Some women like it, men at your caliber tend to hate it because you're a threat. If you're not one of their boys, you're a threat. And if I'm being really honest, it doesn't, it also doesn't help that I've got a beard and then I'm Turkish, Kurdish. Do you know what I mean? Because then it's harder for, say, a white guy to relate to me. But man, them always relate to me more. Really? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I know. Give me this, an example. Man. An example would be, um, okay, an example would be my best mate, James Smith. We're going to talk yeah. about him in a minute. Yeah, he's my best mate. And say him, for example, there'll be personal trainers that will be uh, giving him, say, they would relate to him a lot more, probably because they're from the same area. It's not even a racial thing. It's okay. a culture thing. Okay. They'll be from the same area. They played rugby. They are all f They all traveled for rugby in these areas. They didn't live in London. Mm -hmm. They never had people like me around. So it's, they wouldn't understand me. Mm -hmm. So even the way I talk is slightly different. Even the way mm -hmm. I talk, I would sound less intelligent to most people. Okay. But then it's funny. And the only reason I say that is because I talk to people a lot and I see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. And when I'm talking to someone and I pay attention, I look into their eyes and I know what they're thinking. I don't care what anyone says. I'm good with this shit, right? Yeah, and when I'm doing that, 
I remember one time in Scotland, I got I got flown out to Scotland to do a B2B talk for okay. personal trainers, like to help personal trainers with their business and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I did it. And then one guy, one guy came over to me at the end. He goes, Darren, I just want to apologize. And I'm like, why, bro? He goes, I didn't know you knew any of that. I thought you were just doing dumb shit on Instagram, like the way you talk, the way you are and all this stuff. The first thing I thought was, I want to punch in your fucking face, bruv. I'm like, I'm going to be professional here, but I'd love to punch in your fucking face. That's what I'd love to do. <laughs> and, and anyone that doesn't feel like that is talking shit. But then yeah, I was like, you know what? they've insulted you for who you are. They've judged me yeah. without even like- Knowing you. Looking deep. They've They've seen, he's a threat. I can't relate to him potentially fear him because I don't understand him. And this is majority of the time the problem when it comes to people being racist, people Mm -hmm. not understanding culture. It's because they don't know, they don't understand. So they fear it. But we all judge people. It's natural. I do, yeah. 100% we all judge people. I also think it's, you're kind of projecting potentially how you feel about yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So Your deepest insecurities if someone calls it out. Oh, 100%, 100%. And it's funny, actually, after I had a bit of a mushroom trip, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God, I'm not ready for this. Bloody 8 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tell me, I, I feel like, okay, I'm not being funny. Psychedelics, ayahuasca, yeah. mushrooms. In every conversation I'm having recently, it's coming up. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it's bloody calling me. But anyway, we're not going to reveal that if on the I'm, podcast. If I'm being, like, it, am I allowed to talk about this on the podcast? Anything. Okay, cool. I, what I found out, yeah, actually, is a lot of high achievers in life, a lot of millionaires I've met, a lot of successful people I've met, they've always been very, they've explored their mind a lot more Agreed. than the average person. I agree. And that number one says a lot. It says a lot. And when I did it, I got exact, I understood exactly why. And I was like, it's the most vulnerable I've ever been in my life. Ego drops completely. It's wow. fucking amazing feeling. It's the best time, brother. <laughs> it's the best time. Man. Have a great night. <laughs> it's the best time. Have you done ayahuasca? I've no, I've done DMT. DMT okay. is that same? No, it's not the same thing. No, no, I've done DMT. I did. I've had like three mushroom trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you learn? Honestly, it was a lot of reassurance actually that you're doing okay. Wow. Sort of thing. It was like, oh, you're doing good, man. Sort of thing. It was like that cheapest therapy ever i've never had therapy <laughs> people say that yeah it was unreal it was like it legit broke down so many layers and it's such a weird it's really hard to explain okay it's really hard to explain exactly what um what what you what you feel because initially there's a feel of, of happiness right? right and then there's a feel of oh my god nothing actually matters everyone says that <laughs> nothing actually matters nothing actually matters but it does and it breaks down things. You look at your phone and you feel disgusted. You look at materialistic things and you feel disgusted. I think it's just the most natural way to bring us back down to where we should be with planet Earth mm-hmm. and in nature running around naked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I get you. I think loads of people that I've spoken to that have experimented with mushrooms, psychedelics, ayahuasca. Yeah. They've all said it's reprogrammed their mind. Like it's really unlocked something in them. And Inga, who I had previously, founded Face Gym, which is a multi-million pound company now. And she, that came to her in a vision in ayahuasca. And I was like, how on earth does that come to you? She's like, it really blocks out so many things that you have within yourself. 
Yeah, I will say a couple of things about that. If you're listening to this and you think you're going to get a million million dollar idea by doing psychedelics, she also said that you're not. You're not. You yeah. have to be what I think. I have to think. I personally think each individual needs to be a certain mindset somewhere okay. mentally. You need to be mature to be able 100%. to understand these thoughts and really, especially if you're someone that doesn't, if you're someone that really avoids the feelings that you're supposed to feel, if you're someone that really avoids talking to people, if you're someone that avoids the difficult conversations, you're someone that should be careful when you're doing You're going to be screwed. Yeah, It's yeah, going to all come up to you. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be petrified. I always think with this kind of stuff, you have to have an intention yeah, yeah, and you have to be ready for it. You have to be ready to tackle the problems that you're going to face because everyone says it brings up so much trauma. Yes, stuff that you haven't been dealing with. Right. And the problem is, and this happens because majority of people do not have conversations. They don't talk. They don't talk about their insecurities. Mm -hmm. The only reason I'm so comfortable with my fucking skin is because I'm out there exactly how I am with every, anyone, everyone and anyone. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And when people are hiding parts of their self, it's only a matter of time that it comes out. 100%. And when it comes out, you're fucked. You're <laughs> fucked. Same thing with relationships, same thing with friends, family, whatever. Like if you're just brutally honest, like I've been on a night out and I've chatted to a girl and I've gone, yo, this is going to be the best two minutes of your life. What? Yeah, a bit of banter. Why? Because I'm just saying whatever. I'm just being <laughs> me. I'm just talking shit. I'm just being like, and uh, any longer than two minutes, she ain't going to be disappointed. It's a win, isn't it? <laughs> but like, Thanks. it's just, even like that would sound stupid to some people, sound weird. Some people might call me crazy for being like that or whatever. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter what other people think. And I think the more people, and if they do think about that, it's probably because they can't do it themselves. They're not comfortable, mm. right? So it's this weird circle of like- I get that. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. It's I think the most attractive thing in a man for me, I know we were talking, circling back to your original point of some women don't like it, some men don't like it. The most attractive thing in a woman or a man is confidence. For sure, 100%. And when I meet a really confident woman, I'm like, oh my God, you're so cool. And when I meet a confident, confident guy, I'm like, you are so attractive. However, I had this conversation with someone recently as well. And a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, Shivani, it'd be great to be in a relationship with you. Some people would be like, fucking hell, it's a bit much. But I don't care. Yeah, good. Like, I actually don't. Now I'm at that place where I'm like, I'm so confident in being myself and I'm okay with that. Yeah. However, it took me a long place to get that, long time to get there. And a lot of people message me and they say to me, well, how do you become confident? How mm. do you not care about what other people think? Yeah. You know what? The point that you just made about like being attracted to someone confident myself as well i'm like that i'm like that with women i wasn't before actually if i'm being honest and as i've grown i've, I've <clears throat> my view of attraction has really changed mm -hmm. now it sounds weird but now i look at mums and i think oh fuck that's hot it's okay it's gonna sound weird that i'm saying that yeah go on. <laughs> when i have a manager at work who's really strong i remember i was like she's someone's mum yeah cool yeah, is that? yeah yeah like i remember this woman at work, she'd be standing, she was standing in front of us giving a speech and she had three kids. And I was thinking, damn, her kids must be so proud of her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I so said that cool. to my friend and they were like, but obviously they don't know her as that, right? They just yeah. know her as their mom. I was like, yeah, but okay. I think the conversation was different. Obviously you find no, moms no, no, attractive. No. no, no, but like, as in like, for me, if I'm being really honest, I don't see any other purpose in life than like breeding. Okay, we're going to talk about this because I've seen your gender role situation. We're going to have an argument here. So go no, on, tell no, me. No. Uh, the point I was trying to make with that was what you said about you will only attract the right sort of 
man in your life that could, I don't want to say handle. I agree. But like can really embrace your personality. Yes. What I've realized is if I've, whether I'm dating or whatnot, people have really felt comfortable around me because I've, I've done my best to accept them for who they are, mm-hmm. right? Instead of trying to make them someone they're not. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to, I've had to deal with vulnerabilities myself yeah. in the sense of like, oh, Darren, you need to like, this is hard, but you need to just like, you need to grow from this, bruv. You need to back off. Don't mm-hmm. do what you did before or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So, but I think it takes big personalities to match it does. big personalities. And anyone that is turning around and to you personally, is turning around and saying, oh, you're too much or whatnot. It's because they're not man enough. No, I agree. I've <laughs> since being with someone who elevates that and tells me every single day to be myself. Yeah. That's why I've become confident. Oh, 100%. Because when I've been with in relationships where they've been like, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do this or mm. I didn't know you were like that. I didn't know you were like this. And now yeah. when my boyfriend's taking a picture of me and I'm like, everyone's looking. He's like, so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it. He's like, why do you care? And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, okay. And having that reinforcement, those small things, yeah. being with someone who aligns with you is the most important thing. And I th- it's weird because I think what I've noticed is it's, it's not even like, and I felt like this when I was younger, not mm-hmm. now, but like, it's scary. Of course. It's scary. It's because it's out of your control. If you're in love and something's out of your control, it's difficult. You mm-hmm. you don't know how to, you, you don't know how to act. You don't know how to be because you're like, you don't want to get hurt. So you're, sure. it's a, it's a, it's a defense mechanism for you to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed in, as I've got older, whatnot, you just need to let that go. It's fucking hard, but like you need to, you need to let that go to really be kind of happy, you know? Cause, and then in my head, I've always been like, you know what? If someone wants to do something, they're going to fucking do it anyway. For sure. So what's the point of worrying about it? But knowing when to leave a relationship is difficult. Like you said, when you're in love yeah, and you love someone for who they are, maybe on paper, Yes. Rather than who they are, it's difficult to distinguish that. And I know you left a relationship, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the way you dropped that. You set up, innit? Moving like shabby, a long time. <laughs> That's quite smooth. That's why I put my that card was down. Quite I was like, smooth. I don't really, like, need, card don't down, really need it anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I did. I was, um, I was with someone from the age of like 17 to 25. I was very young. Wow. Very young. Yeah, I was very young. I was very young. And it was, um, I want to say it was for the wrong reasons. It was just exciting, isn't it? Someone overseas. And my parents, my family was very much like, my dad was not, I want to say against it initially, but my sister was like, just let him go make mistakes, innit? And. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then I obviously did. (laughs) But like, I got to the point where I was about to get married. Yeah. And I pulled out the wedding like three months prior, three or four months. Why? Oh, because I was, uh, if I'm being honest, I had too much to give to earth. I was too good to be married straight away and be locked the fuck down somewhere I didn't want to be. Somewhere I didn't want to be. Why do you say that you had to be locked down? Because when you're married, you could still give everything you have to the earth. With the right person. With the right person and once you really know yourself. And I think a lot of men do this, right? And I, when I, I posted something like this recently and some people misunderstood when I said lockdown and they took it and I was just like, you're only getting offended because you obviously do that, you fucking idiot. Like legit, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, you're the exact sort of fucking person. You're the fucking problem. You are the fucking problem. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Elaborate that. What were people getting stressed out about when you people said People were saying like, oh my God, you just led someone on. Oh my God, you, um, what do you mean locked down? The, 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 a relationship shouldn't be like that, blah, blah, blah. All of this stuff. And in my head, I'm like, 
I don't think people realize there are so many people that are unhappy in relationships. Oh my God. There are so many people unhappy with their life that don't take action. And it drives me mental when I see it, right? And it drives me mental when I see all my friends. I've only seen this because I've honestly, I've coached so many women, right? Through fitness and health. And it starts off with fitness and exercise, but it naturally goes into the mental health realm and whatnot. Yes, I'm not a qualified therapist or whatever, but I'm a qualified, I've got a master's in people skills. So. <laughs> so you do have amazing yeah. people skills, I will tell you that. So I'll just like, I'll just talk to someone mm -hmm. and you start seeing gaps of like where you can see some issues are. Mm -hmm. And it, it really, so many times it comes down to them being not happy with the person that they're with. For sure. And I don't even blame, I don't blame a woman being unhappy when your boyfriend is playing PlayStation 5 downstairs, having a wank and playing FIFA. Preach. I'm sorry, but that's not fucking attractive, is it? I agree. I just, not, I completely agree. I don't, like, go play your game. When you got man time, go do that 100%. Maybe I, for I got, an hour. Yeah, I've got for man five time. hours in a row. But if you're playing five hours of fucking Call of Duty, yeah? Every and you're, night. And, you're, and your missus is angry, bruv. Go have sex with your missus, <laughs> innit? <laughs> okay, we're not talking about that one. Stop bringing this podcast back I'm to not, porn and I'm sex. Not, I'm not, but it's, it's important. <laughs> no, I agree. It's important. I agree. You need to give your partner, like, attention. Yeah. Like, if, if I'm in a relationship and someone grabs me, I'm like, yeah, okay, I feel good here. You know, it's nice. <laughs> if it, I agree. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's why it's important. I might sound a bit crazy, but it's, it's only for a better cause, isn't it? <laughs> I think what's what you've just highlighted there, though, is that people are not confrontational. Oh, yeah. And I talk about confrontation all the time. I now go to corporates and talk about confrontation in the workplace Sick. because people don't understand the, the power of it. And as an Indian girl, people are like, oh, why are you talking about your feelings? Why are you outright saying this to me? Why are you calling me back? But the term is actually, why are you talking back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Why, why are you back chatting me, right? Yeah. But I'm a problem solver. Yeah, yeah. And the only way to solve problems is to talk about them. 100%. And I think the, <clears throat> the thing is what I, one of my videos that went viral was stop asking me when I'm getting married as if it's the only thing I can do in life. Like literally everyone's obsessed with asking me when I'm getting married. And that video went viral because it resonated with so many people because people are sick of people asking them when they're getting married as if it's their only goal. Oh my God. And also touching on your point, I think so many people are unhappy in their relationship because they were like, okay, I've come out of uni. My parents want me to find someone. I need to be with someone now. And I'm a failure if not, because it is uncomfortable when people ask me why I'm not married. I went to get my laser done yesterday and the woman was like, are you married? And I was like, no. And there was an awkward silence. <laughs> and I feel like I have to justify it. Like, oh, but I've been with my boyfriend for two years. And she's like, oh, so what's the problem? I'm like, there is no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's like, so how old are you? I'm like 29. She's like, so do you not want to get married? I'm like, oh my God, why, am I, why do I feel awkward about it? Yeah, yeah. Why do I have to justify it? Do you feel you have to justify it as a no, guy? No, no, men never have to. Men, we don't have to justify shit. It's true. I'm not, I'm saying it for your, like we don't. Mm -hmm. And I notice, I notice even from like, I've seen women chat to their bosses, chat to people and people not listening. But when a man sometimes comes in and explains, it's different. I'm not saying it's right. But, right. And but, thank you for saying that. Because no. I get so many people that comment, like you're talking about the olden ages. You're talking about uh, such a small proportion of people. You're talking about a minority. No, no, Someone no. commented on my post the other day saying, you can't say that, that people are defined as difficult or <laughs> they're... Um, seen as challenging when women confront things. I'm like, I've been called it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. as a guy, how are you telling me yeah. that women aren't called, labeled those things? You know what? It's a great topic because I completely understand what you're saying and I agree. But then what happens is sometimes 
it swings the other way so far. I get that too. And sometimes women can take it so far. I get that too. So the man is like now shook. Anything I say is like going the wrong way here. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? So I get that. So I do get why they're like that, but they're not yeah. smart enough to break it down and talk to that individual in a way. If you're dealing with crazy, you've got to understand you're dealing with crazy. It's also about <laughs> communication because I can't come here and be like, you're effing this and you're effing that. Yeah. I have to be like, you've hurt me because of this and this is the reason I'm upset. Then it is up to you to be like, okay, I recognize that I didn't mean to hurt you in that way. This is just my personality. Yeah. And it, it, it wasn't personal, but I recognize that I pissed you off but or you, whatever. But you know what? This was, um, like, I guess with relationships or whatnot, what I've experienced in the past is when I did like get out of not wanting to get married and whatnot, I was like the bad guy for a bit. Of course. But pe what people don't realize is, and what people don't have the courage to do, and especially men, like you gotta do this, bruv, like you gotta do this, is, and I could be wrong by saying my next statement, and if I am, you tell me in a second, but with having these, com you need to have the courage to do the difficult thing, and the thing that's gonna create potentially a lot of struggle mentally for you, to come out the other end feeling a lot better okay. and to come out the other end being a lot happier. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I found in my past and the majority of women that I've met, they tend to be, uh, the women tend to be happier with more simple things than a man is. Me personally and the men that I've been around, I want everything. I want impact. I want a nice car. I want a nice home. I want to provide. Right. I want kids. I want all of that. But especially my cultural background, women tend to be happier with simpler things. Like? Like, I want to I wanna cook. I want I want a job. I want my own responsibilities. I want my own life. But I don't need to hustle as hard as you. I don't want to do that personally. And I oh. think that's like, from my cultural background, it's always been, you know what? The kids and the kitchen is yours. Don't get this the wrong fucking way. I swear to God. No, no. You can question me about it as well. <laughs> But then you make sure you're providing. And I, I, I kind of, I like that. I don't think there's do anything you? wrong with that. I don't really? think there's anything wrong with that. No, I don't think there's anything so wrong with that. So do you think, so what you're not, what you're not trying to say is what I'm going to be open-minded here. Yeah, yeah. Women should do that and men should do that. You're saying that generally what you've observed is men like to be the providers and yes. women like to be at home. Yes. And what, right. yeah, yeah. Of, I'm the complete opposite. Okay, wicked. And that's fine. Yeah. But what I'm saying, by the way, is like, you can do whatever. Correct. Whatever suits you. Yeah. And I agree on that too. Yeah, yeah. I would never want to be a housewife, but if you want to be a housewife, yeah, then good for you. Oh, I wasn't saying housewife, by the way. I wasn't saying housewife. Okay. Not a housewife. But I'm saying when the kids are born, right, and there's more stuff to be done in, in the house Okay. from, say, my partner, whoever that is, yeah. Um. Uh, in the future, how are they, they're probably going to be home more. They're probably going to be more, they're probably going to be around the kids more. They're probably going to be, while I'm hustling. Hustling. And so you, so do, do you want someone like that? I would love someone with their own career, strong and confident in who they are, what they are, know what they want. Mm. And also allow me to do what the fuck I need to do. But they have to take a backseat in their career to support the kids? No, they don't have to. They don't have to. Okay. If they want to. Okay. If they want kids, they're gonna have to. Really? Yeah. I'm, I don't I'm, think I'm, so. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about everyone. Okay, let's not talk about you. 
Yeah. You got a podcast. You're here yeah. at 8 a.m. doing a podcast. Yeah. You're not Sharon from Birmingham going to Sainsbury's or you're not Sharon from um, whatever, walking to the corporate office that where she needs to be there at 9 a.m. And mm -hmm. if she's not there for the next 12 months, she's not going to get a promotion. Mm. I'm not... That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about that if, so basically what you're saying is that women have to take a backseat in their career if they want to have children. It's sad that they have to. You know what? I actually kind of think, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying like 100% do what you want. Like, I'm, yeah. oh my God, I'm not, I hope I don't come I across know, like. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. If I want to have children, I'm fully aware of this, which is why I'm doing this all now. Because mm. everyone was like, do a pod, do, invest in your podcast, have your corporate career, invest in your podcast after you take the nine months of maternity leave. And that was tempting. However. I know if when I have children, I can't be coming here at 8 a.m. I have to leave home at 5.30. Exactly. It's, it's impossible. It's hard. And I have to sacrifice on either getting a nanny. Yes. And making enough money now to so I have a full-time yeah. nanny. Yeah. Or I have to be at home. Which, by the way, I've seen mums do this and I'll rate the hustle so much. And I've seen single mums do this. I've seen a lot of single mums. Like, I was born in shit areas. A lot of my friends yeah. didn't have dads around. <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I saw that a lot. But... It's almost like if I was to periodize training for you and me and I kept training for nine months, I'm naturally going to be more ahead, right? Of course. So that's the thing that I'm talking about. I get career -wise. you. Career-wise. I understand. But then what do you think about, and I've seen this from my friends, I'm 30 now and I've I've got a lot of female friends uh, that I talk to and whatnot, especially like when I do podcasts and whatnot, there's a lot of mm -hmm. people that I chat to. They do well on socials. They start making money. They make money. They've kind of achieved everything. And then they don't know what's next. And I've always been like, I mean, a family is pretty cool. <laughs> like, And a family is like a purpose. I think that it is. it's never ending. It's well, I think on that, I think if you've done something for a while and you've made money from it, you've done it for the wrong reasons. There's no, there's no deeper purpose there. If you got 10 million tomorrow, you're telling me you'd quit being a personal trainer. You would evolve. You'd maybe make do different things from that, I'll but the root of it, yeah. right? The root of it would always be there. So when people, when yeah. you're saying that to me, I'm like, well, there was no deeper purpose there in the beginning. Mm, the goal okay, was yeah. to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to this whole women thing in the workplace, it's interesting because since COVID, so many women have struggled to go back to work because they use that hour commute time to make their kids pack lunch. Yeah, yeah. They use that hour to do the washing. The household duties, 90% of the unpaid work falls on women. Yeah. So it is difficult and it is yeah. hard and you have to find a solution that works for you. Yeah, yeah. But I think it is unfair. We need to do more in the corporate world to support that. And we need to do yeah. more, like we need to have more policies in place to support that, especially in the US. It's absolutely a joke. You do get yeah, like yeah. absolutely no maternity leave. But on that, do you think we have specific gender roles that we should stick to? No, I think you should live your life however you want. Because you said you want to be a provider. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you should live your life however you want, but don't try telling me how I should live mine. So you want to be a provider and that's your choice. You're not I, saying every man has to be that. No, but I think every man should, I think every man should like go work hard. I think yeah, they should hustle I think every hard. human should work hard. I think though. every human should work hmm. hard, but I think I, I'm, to, I'm talking from a man's perspective. I don't know what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, and what I've seen and how I've been raised and how I am, well, go work hard, bruv. Be there when your partner, be there when your sister, be there when your mum needs a couch, needs mm. something, needs food on the table, pay the bill when you're with your family. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I, you know, yeah, <laughs> if you're friends, right? If you're all at dinner with your friends, right? And you're the rich one. 
and you're splitting the bill and looking at the £2.49p and all this shit and you had this drink and you had that drink, grow the fuck up and just pay the bill. I hate this sort of chat. I hate this. Uh, when I'm when I'm sitting somewhere and there's like five of us and everyone's calculating, I'm just like, I'm getting it. Just send me some cash if you want in my Monzo or whatever. Like, yeah. And I really think, and I see that, when I see that in families, I'm bringing it back to the point, when I see that in families, I'm like, how is that a family? Like, how is this a family? Like, it should all go into the same household. Like, I agree. It's, it, it should all be the same. When my parents die, where's their shit going to go? It's going to come to me. So true. When my shit dies, it's going to go to my kids. Do you know what I mean? So like, when people are like, yeah, 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 you get this. Yeah, 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 dad. Or, all right, cool, dad. You get that. And then, yeah, this is my house. This is my dad's house. I'm like, your dad's house is going to be your house in 30 years, bro. Like, why not just come together with all that shit and just stop all this nonsense because you think you're special because you got a mortgage? Like, So let's talk about this because this is interesting. <laughs> what if, what about the terms and daddy's money? Oh, daddy's money. <laughs> daddy. Because, <laughs> okay, I have some friends who yeah. have really well-off parents yeah, yeah. and they've done everything for them. Bought them a house, bought them a car, bought for them everything. For their kids. Yeah, everything. They're failures. But, they're, they're, okay, but you just said everything is one. They're failures. Why? Because they need, unless they're bringing something, you need to bring something to the table. And when I mean, and let's be honest. What about honest, joining the family business? The what? What about joining a family business? Okay, there's joining the family business and there's making impact in the family business. I know, what, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And the friends, let's be, the friends that you're talking about that have got their houses and whatnot from mummy and daddy, how hardworking are they? Mm -hmm. Come on. Like they're not, they're not work hard in. They're a problem. Yeah. You're a problem to society. <laughs> you are, you're a problem. You're lazy. You complain about your fucking latte. You go, you go, you don't train hard. You complain about every little struggle you have in life when really you've seen no struggle. You've mm. seen no struggle ever. Mm. You don't know, you don't know what it's like to have a bailiff at your door. You don't know what it's like to translate for your parents. Right. You don't understand like the cultural differences and the things that you may need to adapt to, to be in a new place, to be accepted. But their argument is like, if you want to buy a house for 400,000 and your parents can afford to give you, I don't know, 50,000, but my parents can afford to give me 5 million. What's the difference between us? Just because my parents have more money. What's the difference? What's the difference is if your parents has got enough to give you 5 mil, you don't have to work a day in your life. Why would you? That's the problem I think families create. Like, You don't I, understand the value of it. I, yeah, I, I was saying this, I was saying this, and, and one of my friends was calling me mad and saying I wouldn't do it. Let's see if I do. I was saying, when I have kids one day, I've only recently been able to fly business class, right? It's cool as fuck. I know, <laughs> I've cool. never done it. It's I want to cool. do it. It's cool, you'll do it, you'll next, do it. Next on the list. Yeah, you'll do it, you'll do it. But like, Saving up all my points yeah, for yeah, one yeah, flight. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the stage <laughs> that I'm at at the moment. Like, just 10,000 more points <laughs> and I can go one time. <laughs> but like, and I was saying this, I was like, you know what, when my kids are babies or whatnot, and I've worked hard to do this, and I want to be able to do this for the rest of my life. When they're old enough and they understand the difference, I'll get them to sit in economy. I like that. While mum and dad, we're having a drink, innit? Hey, we're upstairs having a drink. You want an apple juice down <laughs> Come and get your snack. Yeah, and that is not, and some people will turn around and be like, Darren, that's like a failure of a parent. No, that is not. This is you not going through the hard thing of, and it'll be difficult being like, oh fuck, I've left my kid down there and I'm here having a good time. But it will teach them a lesson that they need, they need to, people need to work for what they get. 
100%. And the more people avoid these difficult um, situations and thoughts, the harder it will be, I think, not controlling, but like getting them to adapt to the real world. And I think as in, I'm Indian. I yeah, don't know yeah. if you, are you Indian? No, no, I'm Turkish. No, Turkish, sorry. Turkish. Well, Kurdish, Turkish. Kurdish, yeah. okay. I'm Indian, I live at home. And I, for so long, my whole life, thought that only 10% of a deposit. Yeah. Right? I thought that was it. You're Indian, your parents yeah. told you that. My parents that? told me that, of course. <laughs> yeah. So obviously when I got to 25, I was like, right, I want to buy a house now. And yeah. I want to move out. My dad was like, all right then, start looking. Mortgage couldn't get five times my salary. Yeah. For the bloody deposit. Yeah. But 10% isn't enough. Yeah, 30% yeah. isn't enough. Because you know what? You need to pay for the bills, the painting, the decorating, the furniture, everything. And I was thinking, you know, when I have kids, yeah. I'm going to say to them, at 25, you need to be out the door. Mm. You can't live here anymore. And my yeah. parents are like, don't you dare leave until you're married, Shivani. Because people will be like, oh my God. And to be honest, I did try to move out last year. My flat fell through twice. How do I pronounce your name? Shivani. Shivani, I was saying it right. I just wanted to check. It's yeah, all right. So last year I was like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to move out. Two of my flats fell through, thank God. Because honestly, I think I would have just burnt my money on rent. Yeah. But I literally wanted to move out for so long. And my parents were like, go on then. Go buy a house. And I'm like, you know what? As I do think, I'm categorizing this. People who are not Indian, we are mollycoddled. We are so mollycoddled and I do not want to raise my kids like that. I want to be like, at 25, you go and pay your rent and you survive. What does exact, that exactly mean? I just want to make sure. Well, I live at home. So my parents like, pay for okay, my food. Okay. Okay. My parents pay for everything. Yeah. And that is a privilege. I mean, they don't pay for everything. They, they, what I mean by they pay for everything is I don't pay rent. So, and I think that's really difficult. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay. And I think it's bloody ridiculous. And I'm happy to talk about it on this podcast because yeah, I think that so many of, uh, none of my friends, maybe yeah. one or two have moved out before they've got married. Yeah. And we don't understand that privilege. Yeah. Because I have a lot of white friends and they're like, you you have no idea how lucky you have it. And I know how lucky I have it. Yeah. But when I have kids, that's the one thing I'm going to do differently because as much as I, I, I could move out right now and pay rent, my parents every single day are doing my head in like, you're wasting money, you're wasting money, you're wasting money. And I'm conditioned to think that I am. And I know that I am. And also I'm like, I want to, I've invested in this instead. And that's a privilege I have to quit my job and invest in this because yeah. I have that luxury of living at home. Yes. I still pay for everything else, by the way. I'm not, I don't yeah. have a bloody credit card. My parents Great have never point. given me money since I've been 18. Yeah, never yeah, just yeah. clarify that. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not paying rent is a huge luxury. It's, 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 it's a huge luxury. And yes, I think you should utilize that and do what you're doing. And yeah. I think the problem is what happens is if I'm very lucky that my parents migrated here, right? I'm really lucky. Same. And when they first came, they were on benefits. They had a council home. Mm -hmm. They used that. They used that freedom to work really hard and then buy the council home. Right. They used that to then get the next thing. And now I'm here because my parents took a risk. Yeah. I know what it's like to have absolutely nothing, right? I've been there. So I'm gonna give it every fucking thing that I've got to do exactly what I want instead right. of being a part of a system that I don't want to be in. Yes. I'm gonna risk everything. Because if I don't, all of that is a waste Yeah. from their end. Mm -hmm. I'm, my dad is a better version of his dad. Yeah. I'm a better version of my dad. And mm -hmm. if I stay too much in that household and with his mentality, that means I won't outgrow him. So right? true. So if I'm learn all the skills from my dad and his dad and my mom and his mom and her mom and dad or whatever, is that I've learned to be respectful, to be loyal, to work hard, to be disciplined, treat 
whoever the fuck you're talking to, exactly the same. No human is different. Be a good human. They've taught me how to be a good human. Mm -hmm. And I'm using those skills with the next chapter or whoever else that I meet. For sure. So if if someone in their 20s or one that stays too much in that household, you won't outgrow that. For sure. We have to adapt. And I think what people need to understand, I could be talking like this and I could be saying all this shit and then I could walk out and get a text and just throws me sideways and I could be completely different. Mm -hmm. People's opinions change. People change. You grow. That's Things, true. life slaps you in the face sometimes with stuff you don't expect and you mm -hmm. have to adapt. Yeah. And this, I think, is another thing people don't accept. You said this last time. Yeah, well, things change, <laughs> you know? And I think people need to expect and accept that these things will happen with people. And I think, like you said, and it all comes down to like being able to have good conversations, being able to talk about these things. And because people don't talk enough, this stuff all gets, it gets left behind. It always gets left behind. And how do you become a good conversationalist? You ask questions. You ask simple questions. You put yourself out there. And I guess it's probably easier for me to say because I am from a like pretty loud family. Mm -hmm. My dad's very much like this. So when you're growing up and you're seeing like your dad and your mom with that doesn't even speak English, trying to speak to an English person in broken English, you see that courage, you see that confidence. So when I go with that sort of angle, being able to speak the language itself, mm -hmm. it's easy. I don't see anyone, whether they're seven foot tall or five foot tall, however big they are, however skinny they are, Everyone's just the fucking same to me. So I talk to everyone exactly the same. Whether you're a millionaire or poor, I talk mm -hmm. to you exactly the same. Mm -hmm. and I think you're not going to change who you are. No, because I think, I think I know who I am. I think most people don't. And I think that's the biggest problem. They How don't do question themselves. Huh? How do we find who we are? You have to, that's a great question, actually. How did I find? Let me take it back to how I found. You know what? I always found myself with... Every every mad bit of struggle that I went to went went through, I learned more about myself. I learned more about myself, my skills, who I am, and the way I am to others. I guess, and every bit of struggle. And every day is a bit of a struggle, you know. If you're if you like, if you run a business, if you if you it sounds crazy, but like I'm not I'm trying to sound like Gary fucking V, but like <laughs> the Starbucks. <laughs> um, if you're, if you're not doing a, and there's no disrespect to anyone that does a nine to five or whatnot, if you're someone that's quite free in the sense of you're self-employed, you need mm -hmm. to work to make money. Yes. You need to, everything that you do, you're going to almost think like it's not competition, but you're always going to be wired to keep going, keep that's going. True. So I'm like that when I train, I'm like that when I do content i'm like that when i do business i'm like that when i do a podcast i want to consistently keep going and going and with those things you get so many challenges and struggles that you have to go through mm -hmm. and through that you learn so much about yourself but if you're doing the same thing every single day yeah then how are you really going to learn much about yourself if you're going to go to fucking ib for every summer how are you going to learn about yourself as in what i mean is jump on a shit moped in asia Go talk to some fucking locals. Yeah, you might not speak their language, but go sit and have a meal with them. Go and learn so true. what other people are like in the mm -hmm. world instead of your own shitty fucking bubble where you go to the same pub every weekend and the same fucking holiday every week. So why, do you, why do you think I'm more different? So true. So when people are like, do you think you're special? Do you think you're different? Of course I'm different. I live a complete different life to you. Of course I'm very different. Whether you think that's better or not, that's, 
So many of us do the same thing every single day. Like how many times do you go to the gym and you use the same locker? I purposely, when I go to the gym, will have to go to a different locker because I'm like, otherwise I'm in overdrive. I do yeah, not yeah, know yeah, my yeah. route sometimes when I'm driving because yeah, I drive yeah. it every bloody day to the yeah. station. And I purposely push myself. And I actually, talking about the moped thing, I think the happiest I've ever felt in my life is when I traveled alone yeah. and I went to Bali Sick. and I sat, I sat on the back, back of a moped. I didn't know, the, I obviously met the person in front of me, but yeah, not very yeah, well. Yeah. And I felt free. I had when was this? This was two years ago, before COVID. Oh, sick. Yeah, the year before COVID. I oh, went by myself. Oh, wicked. I was, I was I, probably there. My parents were literally just like, what are you doing? Why are you going? And I was like, I just have to go. And I got it out of my system. Yeah, yeah. But I still, I think that taught me that I'm so happy within myself. I love being alone. I would happily go away. And I really yeah. want to do this. Go away for a retreat for like three days. And have you heard of this thing called Unplugged? Basically, oh, go to a sick. cabin and you put your phone and your laptop away and you just sit by yourself for three days. Oh, really? And you, yeah, it's meant to be crazy. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> no, it's really good for your brain because first of all, you're switching off. Yeah. But secondly, like you said, you unravel all those things you don't want to face. Yeah. But no yeah, distraction yeah. to keep you going. What sort of cabin is it? By the beach, at least. I need no. some vitamin D. No, it's like in the UK. No. I'll send it to you. Sounds it's obviously like, not salty. Like, sounds like a prison cell. Also, I'm really happy you didn't say mushrooms as the answer to that. Everyone's going to be like, so I tried mushroom mushrooms because I heard it on a millennial mind. I'll be like, no, 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 no. So let's talk about James Smith. Oh, yeah. You always talk around, well, I always talk around actually, surrounding yourself with good people. Yeah. And you surround yourself with amazing people who push you, I feel like will motivate you. You motivate them. It's it's an energy, right? Yes, 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 yes. How did you meet James? How did you open for him? At all of these places. You said good people and then you mentioned James. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I met Smith because I approached him. He started working in a gym where right. I was working at in Sydney. I approached him. I took him for a coffee. Everyone, ev- no one really liked him. And I was like, what's the crack with this guy? And then I took him for, I was like, I was the big Don in the gym. I was like, I was like one of the boys in the gym in it. And no one really liked him. Why? Because he was talking to everyone's clients and whatnot, trying to get them and blah, blah, blah. But not, but he wasn't, he was just being. He was just talking. He was just talking. Me, he was talking to my clients. I didn't care because I was comfortable. Like everyone else was obviously fucking insecure about it. Right. So they they had a bit of fear. I didn't care. So I, um, I just saw, I just saw someone that kind of wanted to be liked and wanted to, get involved so I just took him for a coffee mm-hmm. and um showed him about had chatted for a little bit was out a few times invited him and whatnot um and then he was doing this online thing where he had like pretty much no followers or whatnot yeah and, and when was this 2000 and early 2017 or end of 2016 okay yeah and then and then he starts talking about this business idea and then I introduce him to his current business partner, who's my best friend. Okay. Yeah. So then I knew I would naturally fit in as well as a head coach. Because what I'm good at, I'm good with people. I'm good at bringing... You are. I'm good at bringing certain people in. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got... I'm ne- But I'm I'm not an individual that's trying to get one up on anyone. I'm ne- I, don't, like, I don't care. I genuinely get happy when I see people doing well. It really motivates me. I love mm-hmm. it, right? So he had a business idea. And when he was doing his stuff on like uh, email, social media and stuff, I was like, on oh my days, this is like my calling. Like I've just seen something that I can do. I can bring what I'm good at on the gym floor. I was fire on the gym floor. I was, I'm not gonna lie. I, don't, I was real good on the gym floor. But I was like, oh shit, I can, cause I was in Australia. 
I was living there and I didn't know what, what was going to be happening with my life. And I was like, oh my God, this could be the way that I could actually earn money being away. Right. So I was like, I could do that, but better. <laughs> That's what I thought straight, because I'm competitive, like we're yeah. competitive. So I was like, I can do that. So then when I started making videos, it just naturally, it became really, I was holding the camera for him. He was holding the camera for me. Wow. And it was like, like a healthy, not competition, but like yeah. a little bit competitiveness when we do stuff, but like in a healthy way. Yeah. And it helped like bring uh, bring each other up. So I introduced him to his business partner. They ended up being business partners. I ended up being the head coach on what they launch right. for like a year and a half or so. That was with telling them, yo, I'm doing this, but just so you know, I'm doing my own thing straight after. Like this is just a bit of a learning curve for me. And I want to, and if I'm being honest, I like being with the boys. I like a hustle environment. I mm -hmm. like that environment. Me too. So I did that for a bit and then I went off and did my own coaching. My own, I've got my own coaching platform now. Okay. And then with the events and with the live tours, it actually started off with um, our manager who uh, manages both of us. And um, he, when James is on like 50,000 followers or whatnot, we were living in Bali uh, in a hostel together. It was the best time ever. Best? Yeah. Which hostel was it? It was free. Oh, I don't know in, what that in Changu, in Changu. Oh, is that the one where okay? And there's like a pool outside. In the, the rooms. there's a pool in everywhere, yeah, but there's yeah. a pool in the middle, and then it's got a balcony bit. There is balconies, but it's not. It's the pool's not in the middle. It's just like along out outside of the rooms. Like you. Can I don't just, know if I yeah, stay there. Maybe I know Changu's not. amazing. It's I like think. a hotel slash hostel. Yeah, it's very small, but so it wasn't. Nice. It wasn't great, but it was. It was the great. Best time. It was the best time, and um, we come back to the UK after like three, four months of traveling. I decided that I was going to break up with my partner at the time. So I was completely free and Smith had a girlfriend at the time, but I could see him getting the itch and I could, I could see him see the potential of the things that we could do. If you had more time. Like just together, just taking off. I could see it. Okay. And he saw that something happened and my best mate, his business partner uh, was like, you boys, just, you should take off to Bali. He's like, you guys should just take off and just work from there. So me and James are running around Asia, Malaysia, three, four months, hustling, making content from our hostels, Mad. writing emails, doing content. I'm doing coaching stuff for JSA. Smith's doing his marketing stuff. We're recording each other, doing content and just building each other up. And that's that's what we did. And then from there, events team here uh, called Smith. It was like, are you boys doing an event? Uh, we want to do an event with you, James, like, so you can speak in front of some people. And the first one's in Cardiff. Or we're like, right. He's like, all right. And I was just like, whatever. I'll, I'll come to support, like, to help my mate. And he was like, no, no, they want you there as well. I was like, okay, really? Okay. So I get there. We haven't planned anything. My manager now, he just throws me the microphone. And I was like, what do we do? He's like, we haven't planned anything. He was just like, go do what you guys do on Instagram stories. Yeah. We just went out for an hour and a half, freeboard the whole thing. How many people? Uh, 30 or 40. And now how many people at the Hammersmith Apollo? Hammersmith Apollo Opera House. Is, uh, it was 3,300, yeah. And yeah. Sydney Opera House? Sydney Opera House, I think it's just under 2,000. Yeah, it's mad. It's pretty crazy. But you know that. what? I, n I never see it. I always, I always see it as, I always say when people say, and I know people are coming to like, see me as well and i know people bought tickets for me as well and i sold out the clap and grand which was 800 people and i was i was fucking buzzing about that that's mad but i was like when always people bring it up to me i'm like listen it's not my show it's james's in it it's not mine it's not mine so i don't ever like i'm like how do you feel about hammersmith apollo i said it was great 
I said, but it's not my fucking name on there. So it's great, but I'm not celebrating it. You want to have your name on of there? Of course, of course, 100%. Well, when you do, I'll open for you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you can come through. That's no on problem. a podcast now, yeah? Everyone's seen it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird because it feels like it, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big, I'm a part of Smith's growth. Everyone's seen it. I'm a part of Smith's growth. I've helped him in ways that people won't ever see. Of course. He's helped me in ways people won't ever see. But when it comes to that stuff, I'm, it's great. It's amazing. But I want my name on there. Of course. I've had my name on Manchester, this, that. It's great. But I'll fully celebrate. So when people are like, congratulate, I'm like, yeah, congrats. Thank you. Uh, if you ever see me on stage, I think you'll be like, okay, I get it now. Because I love well, it. Well, I, I get it. I get it from actually just speaking to you on one voice note. Because funny story, I put a story out saying who should I have on my podcast. Big shout out to Tanya Berry, who was like, you have to get Diran. Oh, really? She was like, you have to. And she sent me all the questions to ask you. She really? She sent me all the videos. She was like, this guy is incredible. You'll never see another energy like it. Oh, I appreciate that. And that means a lot. I literally reached out to you and oh, you replied back you. and you were like, yo, 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 what's <laughs> up? I was like, oh my God. It was like seven o'clock on like a Thursday or something. I messaged yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, no, I was like, wicked. I'm, but I'm I think energy is is the most important thing. Rather than anything else, I think you can just sense it with certain people. I think you just know when someone's uplifting and when you don't. And generally on this podcast, I don't think I've really had anyone who I haven't felt that with. Okay. Because you can pick that out before. Yeah, yeah. You can really understand it just from a quick call, which you didn't want to do with me, but never mind. No, no, I was, no, because you know what people <laughs> usually, <joking? laughs> you know what, my phone is forever on do not disturb. I'm, no, you reply quite quickly though. On Yeah, but I was like. You're quick. I, I won't lie. It was because I'm going to Australia next week. I was like, we need to get this done now. <laughs> if we're going to do it. One thing I want to talk to you about before we close yeah, yeah. is how you love to call up people out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you you love to just out, out people. Yeah. So you've outed Skinny Tea, Boom Bod. Yeah. You talk about cellulite. So when, okay, look, I'm going to give everyone the, the thing that you said. You're basically like, those videos where people are like, bodies like this also look like this. Oh my fucking God. Those fucking idiots. Any influencer, anyone posting shit like that. And if you're lean, fit, and you look good, you're a fucking idiot. Why? You are. But why? Because you're downplaying what an actual Sharon from Birmingham, who's actually overweight and unhappy, not having sex, got two fucking kids, is single, working in Sainsbury's. You're taking a piss while you're getting free fucking meals, staying at mum and mum and daddy's house. Are you attacking me? No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, like... With no problems, telling her it'll be okay. Look at me, I'm like you. I get it's that. taking the piss. And I only know that because I'm coaching these people. I know how they feel. Majority of influencers, fitness influencers, they've never coached. They've only got mm. a following on social media and then they just sell a program. They've never actually coached people. Mm -hmm. So when people are like, so why should I sign up to yours or to this person? I'm like, what do you mean? Why? You even put me in that category. That's like, I'm I'm an actual coach. I've coached people for years. This is someone that gained some followers during whatever time of year or whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And now they're selling something and you're only buying it because they have a lot of followers or a blue tick or whatever. They haven't actually coached people. Right. Do you know what I mean? That's my argument. I get and, that. And the calling out stuff, that was more, me and Smith started that a while ago. We did a lot. Anything like, say I did that bang, Smith would jump on. Anything that he did, we'll jump on together. Yeah. And we'll just, and we'll have fun with it. We'll mm -hmm. just rattle some cages, but all for the right reasons. People will turn around like, we've been sued a few times. It's been oh. great. 
Yeah, which is good. Uh, but what people don't realize is when they come for like us, they don't realize like we've actually got some solid people backing us. Yeah. So, which is great. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come at me. Um, so I was like, so we did a lot of that. And then sometimes people would say to me, hey, Darren, especially with the body positivity stuff, it's funny actually, the body positivity and the body confidence, um, the UK scene really disliked me for that. But in America, I've got a lot of big influencers in America, actual body positivity, body confidence that hit me up and was like, thank fuck someone's saying it. What were you saying about body positivity? I was saying majority of you guys are just talking shit, it's bollocks. The wow. movement started by big black women back in the day, bruv. And you're coming here with your fucking skinny self bending over backwards, like you're doing fucking yoga, pretending you got a fucking rose. Like what the fuck? Come on, man. Like, come on, come on. Like, I don't know when it started, like the movement started exactly, okay. but I do know it was from people that had some size. I'm not saying you can't have body, dis uh, I'm not saying you can't have issues with- um, like Body dysmorphia. Yeah, like yeah. if you're thin or whatnot, but like, I'm not talking about those people that actually have those issues. I'm okay. talking about influencers that are doing it purely for engagement. And then doing a fucking ad with a tight ass dress on. Oh my God, I'm just at this premiere. Oh my God, look at this. Oh my God, look at me. But look guys, I'm like you on the red cup. Fuck <laughs> off, you clown. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just like, that's what pisses me off. And the only reason, like I said, I, I'm like that is because I, I've, met, I've met these people. Yeah. The only person that reached out to me was like, show me love was like Chessie King. She was like, oh my God, thank God, Darren. She's cool. Uh, she's cool. I think she. I think she's done it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And she's, I think, one of the originals in the UK that did all of that. Well, I think people are just trying to be relatable, aren't they? So, like, if if you're if you've got like a flat stomach and then you sit down, you do have rolls. And I think that's what people are trying to show is like, even if I'm skinny, I still have rolls when I'm sitting down. So don't be fooled. I think that's people's message. Nice no, bollocks. Majority of them are doing it for engagement. They're not doing it for the right reasons. Honestly, I can see I it through do. their eyes. Dead, dead behind the eyes. <laughs> dead behind the eyes. You can see it. You know, when you look at someone and you're like, you have nothing behind <laughs> your eyes. I do get that. Because you know I, I mean? did a video of being like, stop posting for clout. Yes, Just that's what it is. Just be authentically you. Stop posting like the new trend. People jumping on TikTok really ir irritate me when oh, they're yeah, like, like TikTok. I have TikTok, yeah, yeah. but like the miming to the song is just so annoying when it's just I've done like, that before. it's just like, boom, boom, yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. boom, boom. I don't know. I feel like, look, for certain things it works and I've definitely done transitions in my life. I feel like doing it for a trend and just making shit up is not okay. Like yeah. you just can't make things up. Okay, I'll give you an example. There's this person who's like, I was so bullied for my culture growing up and What's there was no name? brown girls in my school. And I'm like, you went to the, the most brown school ever to exist. Like, who are you lying to? What's their name? We all know, I'm not saying. We all know, <laughs> we, we all know what you're doing. And I'm like, you're fitting into this narrative of victim. Yeah, victim, yeah, yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah, Like, I, you'll never hear me say, like, I was the only brown person here. <laughs> there was loads of brown people in my school. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I feel like, why are you lying? So I get that. I do get this whole thing around calling people out for things that they're doing wrong. Yeah, and also, if I'm calling out one individual. That's different. One individual that impacts thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of people for a better cause and I get called a bully for it, I'll take it. Really? Yeah, 100%. What, upset one person to help 10,000 or 100,000 people? Yeah, that's different. 100%, fuck them. Okay, but what about people saying that not everyone's perfect and everyone, you, this one person can't be trolled? Okay, let me give you an example. Okay. Kim Kardashian. 
yeah, or yeah. Skinny Pop or whatever it was ages ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But there's millions of celebrities that do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know she's huge and she influences a lot of people. Yes. And there's just, and we're not going to go into it today, but there's this whole thing around the heroin heroin diet is back. Have you seen that headline? It's been flying around. Okay. <laughs> been flying around what Look is Jamila it? Jamil. oh, oh, it's really? basically heroin chic is back of like really skinny girls is back from the 90s and kim kardashian chloe kardashian all removing their butt implants all going really skinny anyway ah the trend the, the, uh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but why are they pigeonholed for that because loads of people are skinny so it, when you're saying yeah. you're calling one person out is it fair because you're basically putting all that responsibility on that one person i'm putting that responsibility on that one person because it goes to their audience. That's mm -hmm. for the, that's the only reason. And they did support it, I guess. They support, but like they support the they support selling something they don't understand, or just for twenty, like for a paycheck. It's not twenty k. It's like twenty million, probably. No, for them, yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about like influencers here, probably. Yeah. But like, and I know that because, like, um, for example, Holly from Geordie Shore, like I called her out for years, and then she came on my podcast and apologized. No yeah, way. she was like, "Dylan, you were so right." Because, but we were forced to do this. Like, we're not forced, but she was like, mm -hmm. I had no choice. I didn't know any better and this and that. And I'm like, I know you didn't know any better. Yeah. So I inboxed you and said, yo, just a heads up, remove this shit before I come for you. And then you came for her. Yeah. And everyone would be like, Dylan, why don't you go for more guys? I have gone for more guys that do it. But the problem is majority of women do it because they have female audiences. Vulnerable women yeah. get impacted the most when it comes to fitness stuff. For sure. 100%. The guy, we just go to the gym and bang weights and eat protein. For women, it's a struggle. It's more of a struggle. So they're more vulnerable. Mm. That's why, you know? But other than that, it all comes from a good place. And honestly, it, it's real. It's not fake. Like, if it was fake, you'd be able to see it. Do you know what I mean? And I've always felt like this. And the only reason, by the way, my name in Turkish means resist. Really? It's a political name from my family. Okay. It's a political name because my parents were kind of like left-wing socialists fighting against fascism in Turkey, which is why my name is called Resist. So it's in my blood to be against what's wrong. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, if anyone don't believe it, then- well, Just search it. his name. Yeah, search my name. Yeah. I have loved talking to you. I oh, feel you, you have such a good energy about you. I like you are it. so positive, but you're so funny. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> and you do have 10 out of 10 people skills. So I need to learn more from you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope to see you soon. Yes. Open Thank you, you guys. Oh, uh, here we go. Putting in the corner. Thanks guys <laughs> for listening. And thanks for having me on. No, my pleasure. Hey everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching, if you could press the like, follow and subscribe button, it would mean the world to me.